this end when the final girl kills the main bad guy and the credits roll. And welcome to the Final Girl Podcast, the horror movie podcast where we discuss and analyze horror movies. I'm your host, Ryan Turner. With me today, I've got some interesting guests. I'm very excited to have you two on this show right now. <laughs> uh, with me, I've got Chase Hugert and Julian Cooper. So these two, um, actually, interesting enough, these two are old students of mine. So this is an interesting dynamic we're going to have here. You guys have graduated now two years out. He's, he's, yeah. He says that we're his old students, but it's more like we're his old like brothers that he lost Ooh. touch they with. They honestly weren't like students when we were in high school because <laughs> I started teaching when I was like 23 and you guys were, what, 16? We were fucking wild. So, yeah, yeah. you guys were always wild. Uh, I didn't want to say that I was friends with my students when I was teaching you Which guys. Which was friends with your students. Pretty oh, much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. Anyway. It, and it gonna, wasn't like a creepy thing. Don't get don't No, get no, that. never creepy. It was a little no. creepy. I like it. Uh, anyway, rolling on into this, <laughs> we're going to get started on this podcast today. The movie we are going to be discussing today and analyzing um, is The Babadook. Ooh. So this is actually one that you picked, I, I believe. I picked it because we were, we were talking about uh, a horror movie to talk about. And everyone, like someone said like Friday the 13th or whatever. And then I thought, what's the one horror movie that I have the most to talk about? That shit is awful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That shit is awful. Well, we'll, we'll get into all that here in a little bit, but... Essentially, yes, we're talking about the Baba Duke. Now, if you listen to the last episode on Midsummer, we're going to change things up a little bit. I've got more of a structure this time around, um, so thankfully, that's awesome. Uh, but yes, we're talking about the Baba Duke. This is a 2014 Australian film. I written, it was British. It's Australian. Oh, yep. you're stupid. The Chase. more you know, you thought it was British. Okay, only we had a full conversation about how it <laughs> listen, was British listen, on the way. No, here. you want to hear how it went? He goes, "It's British." I said, "Okay." I was totally <laughs> wrong. I mean. Nah, this Australian, uh, like I said, 2014, written and directed by Jennifer Kent uh, in her debut role of director, starring Essie Davis as Amelia, our main character, Noah Wiseman as her son Sam, Daniel Henshaw, and Haley, I'm going to mess this up, uh, McElhenney? McElhenney? I, I don't know how to pronounce her name, I'm sorry. Macklemore's in this yeah, movie? Not no, Macklemore, <laughs> no. <laughs> Although this was when Macklemore was popular still. You walk into a thrift shop and there's just a cameo of Macklemore. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, just leave. <laughs> leave Macklemore. Um, so, yeah, this film premiered first in the 2014 Sundance Film Festival. And it's widely acclaimed by critics all over the place. I, currently, right now, it's got a 98 on Rotten Tomatoes. What? Which I thought was amazing. I know. I don't know why. I, we're going to talk about that what, as we get into it. What's so. your opinion of this movie? Say it. Say so, it. Say it. I watched this movie for the first time probably about two years ago, and I I had to stop halfway through mm -hmm. because, and we're going to talk more about this later, but the character of Sam was so annoying oh to me. Oh, my Thank God. You. Thank you. There's so many bad things about that movie. But I, I, that kid. Can is I get an amen worst. in the congregation? Amen. Yeah, it was, was. It was hard to get through that. I was more upset by because I was upset that I had to watch the whole movie. Right. Because I watched it again before this, and I was like, "That sucks that I have to rewatch this movie." But it was worse seeing her not kill that boy again than anything else in that movie. That was my actual dream. I wanted the kid to I, die. Like she grabbed him by the throat and was like strangling him, and, and then like, stopped. Finally, <laughs> yeah, it's happening. It's it's the, rough to watch that because like it 
it was hard to get through that part. But like I said, I got through it eventually, and I did watch it. And it makes sense, especially for what we're going to talk about here soon. Uh, it makes sense for why he acts the way he does. And so we're going to talk about that later on. But I'm just, I, yeah, that's my overall opinion of the movie is I didn't care for it at first, but watching it a second and third time now, um, I understand the reasoning for it. And as I told you guys, this is pretty much going to be like an English class all over again. We're going to deeply analyze this film and discuss why these characters are the way they are and talk about why the director chose to make them this way. I miss so high school is English. Is it like uh, you need like a, uh, a five-page paragraph paper? We're not doing no five-page essays, no. Oh. You want What kind of format do you want it? That gets me Written, it's just, tight. We're going to discuss MLA? it. Do we you talking? want MLA? It will definitely be MLA format. Oh, this is yes. a class discussion. Okay. okay. Class discussion, yes. Yeah. You, you should have done your homework already. We're going to have a class <laughs> discussion now. I'm going to fail this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so... Let's just go ahead and hop right into this. I'm going to do a real quick, well, wow, a real quick recap of this film. So go ahead right now. Spoiler alert: If you've not seen the Babadook, go ahead and stop this. Watch the movie first. Then <laughs> if come you back haven't to this seen podcast. this movie, don't watch it. <laughs> I wouldn't say don't watch it. I I do see value in this film. I said okay. Don't I, watch it by yourself. I know I shit on this movie a lot, and I'm going to continue shitting on this movie a lot. But I appreciate what it tried to do, and right. in retrospect, like it did semi accomplished that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can uh, say it kept me on my like on my toes the whole time for like a fucking creature I did not see for half the movie. You don't see him for half the movie. It's actually like you don't see him till the very exactly. third act of the movie. That's, that's one of the things that made me mad is because they tried to do like the Jaws thing where mm-hmm. you don't see it or whatever. And the whole time you think it's because it's building suspense to the Baba Duck. And then you realize it's just because they don't have enough budget to make a good villain. And it <laughs> I I don't know if it's not that they have budget. I feel like it's done for a purpose, but it is interesting that they try to go that Jaws route to where you don't see the actual monster until the third act of the movie. And then you see him and it's just some goofy looking dude. In white face paint. Yeah. And you only see him for flashes too. You never yeah. actually get a whole like look at because, him. Because like the only scenes where he's like because at the towards the end of it, whenever he finally like gets up and starts moving, it, it switches to first person so that you can't see him. Exactly. Because they just didn't have the budget and I understand that. That's what I assume was the reason for that. I understand that, but I just God. don't understand <laughs> what the Babadook even was. Like and we're gonna talk about that. I have I have a whole bunch of notes we're gonna discuss. Um you yeah. said you took notes but you left them at your house. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I was irresponsible. Yeah. I, I took notes but they weren't great. Like I I distinctly remember one of my notes being whenever like the CPA officer came in, one of my notes was that woman's nose is massive. <laughs> Who, the main character? No, the CPA girl. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Um, Just the biggest honker. She does have a, <laughs> a, a rather large nose, yes. Rather large. Um, <laughs> anyway, real quick, real quick, I cannot say real quick recap real quick without recap. messing it up. So this movie um, stars Essie Davis and Noah Wiseman as mother and son, Amelia and Sam. Um, Amelia is suffering for seven years now over the loss of her husband because they were driving to the hospital to give birth to their son and in a car wreck, her husband Oscar was killed. Got his head cut off. And so she has been suffering with this grief for seven years and it takes place seven years after the wreck and it's almost the anniversary of the the, uh, accident and she's just still a mess. She's a hot mess. It almost looks like it was the day before. Like she never got over this. She, and so she's a great actress, though. She is a great actor. The acting in this film is fantastic. I want to yeah, see her 
in something that I can enjoy more. Right. Because I also want to see the kid in something I can enjoy more. But he's not I being a spoiled brat the, the entire time. I never want to see the kid again. <laughs> no, I liked him. He was a good actor. I just hated his, his screaming. His massive bug eyes and his huge buck teeth and his ugly mop head <laughs> and just him screaming for an hour and 30 minutes straight. But, like, no, like, like you can tell. Like, right from the beginning of the movie, she resents the hell out of him. And that's, I, I actually have that. We're going to talk about that more. But yeah, she obviously resents her son um, because she blames him for the loss of her husband, which is messed up. But anyway, we'll talk about that. And so this movie progresses, and eventually, one night, Sam asks to be read a bedtime story. And so she goes in, she reads the bedtime story, and she finds this book called Mr. Babadook that she's never seen before. Well, Sketchy already. Yeah, and like one of the popular theories is that she wrote the book. Because she said later that she was a children's book author, and she never directly said that she, because I, I looked for it the second time. She never directly says, I've never seen that book. She just gives it a weird look. Right. You know? And that's also, again, I keep saying we'll talk about this later. We can yeah. we can discuss that, too. Let me just get through the recap. Um, anyway, she reads the book. It's this really cryptic book about this guy named the Babadook who comes in, and the second you acknowledge his existence, he's haunting you. Um, and the movie progresses from there to where weird things start happening until eventually um, Amelia is possessed by this Babadook creature um, and she just becomes batshit crazy trying to kill her son. Or, and also, or was it just her the entire time? Whoa. Oh. Um, and it progresses from there. She tries to kill her son. Her son does stop her. They exercise the Babadook. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. When Ryan says her son stopped him, you have to fully comprehend that <laughs> he beat the shit out of his own mother. He he Brutalized stabbed the he stabbed her in the leg. He stabbed her in the leg, tri- like knocked her down, tied her oh, stairs. It's a hundred percent home alone. He, yeah. he, he home alone that yeah. shit. Home alone the fuck he out of his mom. Beat the ever loving shit out of and his mother. One. Because yeah. the, the whole time that was happening in my head, I was like, okay. So the big thing about this movie is that possibly it was just her and there's right. no monster and if that's the case then her son just almost murdered her oh absolutely <laughs> when there's just no monster at all but, but he would have saved his life and that's something too i want to talk about is whether or not this monster is actually real um because a lot we'll, to say we'll that. discuss that yeah. anyway oh, eventually they exercise the demon and the movie ends with a happy ending to where the mother finally accepts her son she gets over her grief and we have a somewhat happy ending so let's go ahead and just jump right into this discussion and analysis here First of all, my first question here is, do you guys believe, it's been said, that the Babadook is a metaphor for grief? Do you agree with this or not? Okay. No. So, so here's, here's the thing. Straightforward, okay. no. So the whole time I watched that movie. Wait, Chase. Yeah. No, no. Uh, hold on, I want to explain more. Wait, wait, hold, hold on, wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we understand your opinion. The whole time you watch that movie, right, um, the whole time you're, you're bouncing in your head, is this a real supernatural creature or is this just in her head right right and then just when that question is at its climax they just start like yeeting this kid across whole <laughs> flights of stairs and i'm like okay so there there is a there's monster. gotta be something right yeah because this kid just levitated up a whole flight of stairs in front of his mom so obviously <laughs> There's something there. So you you believe that there is an actual demon in this movie. It's not e- just her. Either that or she's also Professor X. So let me ask you this then. We we I know I know we talked about this when I was you I actually never had you in English class. I only had you in my theater and everything. 
we talked about this in English for sure. Reliable and non-reliable narrators. We see this movie through Amelia's eyes. She yeah. is more or less our protagonist and our final girl, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Even though Sam is technically the hero of the movie, do you think that Amelia is a reliable narrator? No. No. Definitely not. No. And why? Because she's hallucinating through half of the movie. She, well, like, she she's hallucinating her own air son. quotes. She hates her son for something that, that he couldn't help. Plus, like, so that she's girl. fucking crazy. That girl's just sleep deprived. <laughs> oh, absolutely. They she, even go to get definitely. sleeping pills because she can't and, sleep. And, like, toward, towards, like, the climax of the movie, because she had, like, dark circles on your eyes, her, like, whole face was just, like, one shade of pinkish red right. by the end of the movie. That was pretty dope. No, with a kid so, like that, you're definitely going to go crazy. Oh, definitely. yeah. So the part where Sam gets levitated around and everything, do you think, since she's not a reliable narrator, do you think it could be she actually did that and we just don't see it because she's she's for projecting this Babadook creature? Well, I don't, think she, I don't think she could throw that boy that far. You don't think she could? Definitely well, not. I would love to see a 190-pound woman throw a kid up a whole flight of stairs. I don't know if she weighs 190 60. pounds. She's, She's like 160. Pretty, yeah, one, that's better. Yeah. One, a 160-pound okay, okay. girl throw a child up a whole flight of stairs. Second, second off is that there was never a scenario until this kid just starts getting Professor X around the room where um, you had to like ask yourself – because, like, up until then, all the violence, like, you could see her doing it. Like, she had the knife right. or whatever. So, in that moment, there's no reason to have that happen unless there's actually a creature there, in my humble opinion. Okay. A scene I remember is when uh, when they're in the car, and he starts screaming, get out, get out. Like, he sees something. So, like, he was seen it way before she was. And that's something, too, I wanted to bring up is... All throughout the movie, he sees the Babadook before she does. Yeah. Like, the, the, the dresser falls over on top of him. Oh, not on top of him. He's under his bed. But the dresser falls over. Do you think, again, that he's projecting this onto his mother? She's actually the one doing it. Do you think it's like an abusive relationship to where she's the one who threw the dresser over? And then it's like, oh, shit, my son's in danger. And, like, snaps back into reality. No, because if that was the case, I understand, like, this is her narrative or whatever. But if that was the case, then... uh the kid, instead of saying, whenever the CPA officers came, instead of the kid being like, there's a monster trying to kill me, he'd be like, my mom is beating the shit out of me. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, yeah. 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 Like, he's more scared of his monster than he is of his mom. Yeah, if I was, yeah. if I was a kid and my mom was beating on me and throwing dressers on me, something. and a CPA officer came, I wouldn't be like, there's a monster <laughs> coming for me. I'd be like, my mom is straight up trying to kill me. <laughs> she going knife, she going murder me. I need you to get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> Take me I'll to a pocket, please. Hot pockets. <laughs> Y'all got hot pockets where you're going? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's it's obvious that we talked about this. You said that, Julian. Um, she resents her son, right? She does not – there's obviously no love there between her. He still loves her because he doesn't know anything different, but she obviously resents him because he's the cause – she blames him for her husband dying. And that's kind of where this whole grief thing comes in because this movie is a big metaphor for grief, in my opinion, I believe it is, because – she cannot let go of this grief, and as this grief continues to fester inside of her, that's when the Babadook gains its power and comes from and ultimately manifests into this demon that she has to fight off in the end. Um, like He feeds off fear. Right, and he feeds off her grief, too. Yeah. Because he even says, the more you oppress me or deny me, the more I will grow. Which, again here, digging deep into this, as I do... The more you deny your grief, 
the stronger it takes over you. And it's it's a great metaphor because I love diving deep into stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. I love it. And it's, that's why I'm glad you brought this up because I knew you yeah. would dig into this. It's it's a fantastic metaphor. Like that portion of the movie, like the bare bones metaphor of the whole thing, phenomenal. If if I could watch a movie with just that, I'd be happy. Fantastic. But, but they took that metaphor and tried to go farther with it. And then you get a kid getting tele like Well, because I think I think that's also part of this too, is to where yes, the metaphor is ultimately your grief is eating you alive or killing you. But you're making a horror movie here. Yeah. So you have to manifest that as some kind of demon or monster. Yeah, and I completely understand that, but it's it just goes back to how um the how for the majority of the movie it could go either way, you know, it could be right. a monster or a thing. And then by the end of it, they just toss it out the window. That's the biggest beef I have with this movie other than the screaming child. Well, I am just glad, too, it doesn't end with it just like, oh, it was her the entire time. Yeah. There's still, and we're going to talk about the ending later, so don't touch on that right now. But there is still that monster or the Babadook is still a thing at the end of the movie. So I am glad they didn't just throw that out with the whole retcon. Oh, it was her the entire time. Okay, so there is one scene in the movie. This towards the beginning. Well, sort of. It's towards the beginning when Sam's in the basement and Amelia finds him down there and flips out because he's down there with all of her husband's stuff. Do you think that this again is symbolic of her repressing her emotions because she's literally pushing them down, i.e., into the basement? I mean, yeah. She doesn't want to see it. She doesn't want to think about it. She wants to try to move on, but she can't. Yeah, it's her. It's her. Like getting all the because she says at one point in the movie, she uh says, I haven't mentioned him in years. Do you think that's not hard for me? Uh, so like that's another metaphor, and she's putting it like in her basement or whatever. Uh, and yeah, and that ties into the ending, which we're going to talk about right. later. She's like also very unsympathetic towards her son about it, like he's upset that you know his dad's also gone, but she don't care about that. Right, she's she like, has no feelings towards him whatsoever. Yeah, she's like, it's my, it's my husband. That's it. Nothing else about it. And that's also too. This whole her resentment towards him is also. We talked about how annoying he is the entire oh time. Oh God, that's <laughs> oh, also that's that's to blame for that. Is she did not raise him because to care for him. Also, we have to mention this. Okay, she's getting pissed at her kid for screaming about a Babadook. Okay, when she's the dumbass. That pulled a book called The Babadook <laughs> off of the shelf and read it to her kid. <laughs> well, to be fair, at the time, she didn't know what it was. As so. soon as I flipped open the first page and saw that gangly-looking dude with the with the white face and the eyes, uh-huh. I would shut the book. But instead, she was like, I'm going to finish it and then get to the part where it says the Babadook will murder you and then get mad at my child for being afraid of the thing. Exactly. Wait, can we also point out how he brought... A fucking bow and arrow to school, like he, oh I know right. He brought a bow and arrow we, okay, to school. That's a whole other beast, okay? Because this kid, this kid is a super genius. Like he oh, really is. No though. one touches on that in the movie. That's Everyone true. keeps suppressing him for making like trebuchets and shit. He makes a he fucking make backpack them, yeah. with like yeah. a rock launcher. And everyone's in like, oh, don't tough. do that. Meanwhile, I'd be like, get in the engineering program, <laughs> yeah. little bitch. Yeah, this kid, obviously, he's had to do a lot by himself his whole life because his mom doesn't care for him. He so traps and everything. Yeah. He can do everything except for cook. Except yeah. for cook, yeah. He was bitching because he didn't have food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his mom was like, why don't you just eat shit? <laughs> and he starts kicking down the door and yelling just, at him and everything. And the scene where she, like, goes full ape shit 
and like grabs the top of the door. Oh, I and know. Just starts. I was Kate like, oh shit. Athletic. That Which, was correct. Like, I want a movie of just that, of just like some, just some like woman going ape shit. Busting down doors with her feet. You just want the movie where she grabs a hold of the door handle and just starts kicking the just door. Just starts down. like midair, just <laughs> ape swinging off the top of the door, kicking this shit down. I didn't like how how the book switched up. Like she opened it again, and then next time it's oh yeah. That, a well, that, that of was her. That was after she tore it up though. Yeah. Remember she tore up the book and then it came back to the doorstep and that's when it was pieced together the and second then, time. And then like the the pop up animations got like kid. really they like, are super fucking dark. They got dark and they got really complex. Uh-huh. <laughs> like the the animations were like breaking dog's heads and like blood were coming out of them. And the, like, the one where she was slitting her throat, there's yeah. like blood coming out of I that. I was one. like, how does that work, movie? Yeah. <laughs> and that that again too Speaking of dog. We'll talk about that. Oh. That again, too. Oh, let me just finish this. That again, too, goes back to the whole idea to where it's her the entire time. Yes, there is an actual creature, but still, it's all kind of within her head because it goes to the whole. She sees that book the second time, and it's different, and it ends with her killing her son and herself. Yeah, and breaking the dog's neck. Which poor Bugsy. They okay. <laughs> listen, they had an option of killing like the sweetest looking dog on the planet, or For killing no this annoying ass kid, and they went. Let's kill the dog. <laughs> Let's kill this fluffy little white dog. Oh my dog. god, it was the that was the best part of the movie was the dog. And then I know. and the worst part of the movie was the kid. And they thought, which one should we kill off? The dog. There we go, Julian. They I know. That's the worst too, is whenever you have a <laughs> you have a movie and you see a dog, you're just like, ah, that dog gonna die the, and I'm the, gonna cry about it. The Babadook straight up John Wicked that dog. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna know, could you compare this movie to any other horror movie? That's a that's a great question. That obviously. is a good question. Um, I think it's kind of, I think it's on a league of its own. It, it kind of is and out there, both in good ways and bad ways. I think it's on a league of, league of its own, which it's a Sundance movie, and right? That happens with a Sundance movie. Um, and it's definitely not a mainstream horror movie. Oh yeah, this is not a movie to where if you're looking for, you know, your typical Friday the Thirteenth, and I said this with Midsummer too. I was like, this is not that movie you go into thinking. It's going to be your straight-up slasher film or your demon monster movie. Never watched Midsummer. It's not. Midsummer is fantastic, by the way. Uh, you got to watch it. I heard it was not. <laughs> you would enjoy it. Uh, Where do you because, find Midsummer at? Huh? Where do you find Midsummer at? Is it on Netflix it's, or Hulu? Brand deal? on what? Amazon. <laughs> Netflix, Hulu, sponsor this right now, dog. Uh, um, back on topic. <laughs> so throughout the majority of the movie, when we actually start seeing the Babadook, he... Repeatedly says, "Bring me the boy." Bring me the boy again. Here, do you think this is Amelia projecting her hatred for her son because she wants him gone? Oh yeah, because like the whole movie, even her sister said, "Like you just hate your kid." I mean, it's possible it could. Her be sister both. hates the kid too. Everyone hates. I hate the kid. You hate the kid. Julian Wait, hates the kid. I do want to point out it's justified in that scene where he pushes the bitch. Oh, oh, he pushes his cousin that, out the that tree. Was justified. Yeah. justified. Yeah, yeah, she that, deserved yeah. it. Breaks her nose. She deserved it. I, but I love that scene. <laughs> she was bullying him though. Exactly. She, she was. I love that scene. So. And then and then um at the end of the movie, when the CPA officers come back after like the Babadook is defeated or whatever, and he's like, I broke her nose in two places, and the CPA officers are like, What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene so much. Um Speaking of that scene too, there, that definitely also shows you her breaking point, Amelia's breaking point. Because remember, she sees the cockroaches crawling out of the, the crack in the wall, yeah. and then they come, and all of a sudden the cockroaches are gone. Yeah. So, I don't foresee her 
plastering up that wall i think yeah. that honestly is just her losing her mind that's that that is kind of representative of, of her breaking point for me that in this this the part where i was like okay she lost it was the part with the uh where she was in the bathtub fully clothed uh-huh and then she like lifted up the kid and put it in and i was like that's kind of that's kind of creepy that's kind of she definitely lost it. she's she she's unraveling the entire film but there's definitely a time when she just like now i'm gonna be psycho batshit crazy yeah there's just a snappy point. And that's after she gets possessed by the Babadook, um, which can we talk about the way he just crawls across the ceiling real quick? Yeah, because <laughs> the first time I, I watched didn't like the, it, the first, yeah, it's like, that's the first time you see him. Yeah. And, and he's it, just creeping in a corner and then he's just like scurrying across like a lizard seen, on the wall. Have you ever seen the, the screenshot of <laughs> like the one frame where you can see his face and it's just like some like cheesy. Oh yeah. White face dude. I love that. Um, but very poorly done. That yeah, because they tried to jaws it. They tried well, to do the jaws. And also thing. that t- you were saying the budget too. I don't know yeah. what the budget of this film was, but it couldn't have been super small. It, it should have like because eighty five dollars. When 90. you're yeah, <laughs> it's at least three dollars. And, and normally when you're making a movie like this, you spend the majority of the budget on like the monster. Exactly. Right? In this movie, it spent more, most of the time on the buildup of him. Yeah. You're anticipating this awesome buildup and then all of a sudden we see him for three frames and then he's gone the yeah. rest of the movie. And it's just some dude with like long nails and he's like a bug. Yeah, he wears like a trench coat with yeah. a black top He's like hat. the most, he's kind of, creepy T. I'm not going to say kind of, he's like a really cliche monster. Very. <laughs> I, I would like, agree with that, yeah. They're, they're like, let's put a top hat and a trench coat on a bug man. So this is not in my questions, but in terms of movie monsters, where's the Babadook rank for you? Oh, oh. on like a scale from one to ten. Yeah, what? if you were if you're gonna rank him on a on a tier from like S to F, S being the best, A, B, C, D, F. He'd be like a solid W B minus for me. B minus. He's not like the worst. Yeah. I think Chucky's the worst. Ooh, nah, C, C, like C, the C. worst is in like he's F tier. Yeah. Okay. C, C. I would I I would agree with you because I see what you're saying. But Chucky did way more than the Babadook. Plus, like, Chucky's You don't know the Babadook's even fucking real. Chucky's Mark Hamill, too, so I feel like he gets... Well, he's, he's Mark Hamill in the new movie. Yeah. If we're talking original Child's Play, though... Yeah. It's different. Yeah, but... I, I, I never liked Chucky just because it was like, oh, a creepy, a creepy doll is going to kill you. But it's a creepy possessed doll because you yeah. had this uh, serial killer possess his soul into the doll, which mm-hmm. is terrifying. Exactly. That was scaring me. But I hate it. No... The one thing, I think the reason I hate the Babadook, one reason why it's F for me, his little theme song he has, you know, Babadook. Oh, duh, yeah. Duh. I that, hate that shit. That always Awful. cracks me yeah. up more than anything. Like the scene where he's on top of the car and it's like, oh, she's going to crash. And then he just starts going, Babadook. And I'm like, ha. <laughs> it's like he's a Pokemon. He's, he's, just, like, saying his, he's just saying his name over and over again. It's like, Babadook, I choose you. <laughs> he pops up and like, oh, Babadook. shit. I'm not about this. It's like a the coffin. Very Pokemon? short, very definitely, definitely ghost type Pokemon right what's, there. What's the coffin one with like the arms that come out? Do what? The oh, Jeepers Pokemon? Creepers. No, the Pokemon. Oh, the, the Pokemon oh. with the coffin. Co- yeah, like I know what you're Pokemon. talking about. I don't it's know what like his name is though. I want to say Coffalophagus. It's something like that. No, I know it's something like that. I'd pick the Jeeper Creeper over the Babadook. Well, I I pick Alien over the. I think Alien. Oh, the like, Xenomorph is top yeah, tier. Xenomorph is S tier. Yeah, Chucky's F tier. I think Babadook's like B minus for me. I I would put him at a solid C. Yeah. I don't find him scary. I also don't find him uh, not scary. But I you just I don't know enough about him yeah. 
to put him anywhere higher or lower on that list. Honestly, the uh, illustrations for him in the book are more terrifying than the actual they are. Duck. See, they are. See, I could never see the Duck would not come for me because I don't read. Don't <laughs> read, kids. Keep that in mind. Never you pick up a book and you can't, can't die. The Duck can't get you. If that's you're what illiterate. I picked up from this movie. <laughs> that's, really. the, that's the underlining message. If you're of illiterate or you don't like to read, you're fine. You're, you're, you're fine. good. You can't. You, <laughs> you're good. He can't get you if you can't read. Facts. So even just a kids' books, you can't but, read a kids' book. Saying. The dumbest part to me is. Um, whenever she like rips up the book or whatever, and in the book it says like you have to let the Babadook in, mm-hmm. right? Right. And her like seeing the book taped back together, and she brings it inside is supposed to be like the Babadook getting let in. I would have just kicked it. I would have kicked it as far as I could. I wouldn't even open it. But it's gonna be just like Chucky or any other doll. Where you like anything you throw away, it keeps coming back. Well, like it's possessed. And then if you, you keep also, she would have burnt it the first time. Let's also let's think about it this way. It said you had to let him in. What if tearing the book up is what caused him to come in? No, I th- I think it was whenever he reassembled it and she literally picked it up and brought, and brought it, it back in. inside. Yeah. I think that was, to me, that was the one where he was like finally because that's when like the really bad shit yeah, starts. If it right. came back, I'd be like, <laughs> I would have just kicked no. it. I would have just kicked no. it. I would have kicked it no, into the road. Honey, no. Maybe burn it the first time. If I would have read a book about the Baba Duck. I would have just burnt it. I wouldn't See, even rip it up. I would b- burn it. If I if I saw that book in my room and A, I don't remember having it there, I probably would have just like, that's weird. Exactly. I'm not going to read See. this book. All right. Why do you think, because it's seven years before the Babadook shows up. Why do you think it takes so long for that grief to manifest in her before this happens? Why, did, why didn't it happen years before? I feel like this kid's at the the peak state of annoying. See, at that age, you know, okay. like there's nothing more annoying than like a seven or eight year old. You know? <laughs> okay. So you think it's, you think Sam caused it all? 100%. I would say Sam caused it all, but like definitely, he definitely played a part. Like I think it just got harder to take care of him and it just made her life even harder. And that's when she just got, she just snapped. Because okay. like, because like younger than seven, they got like the cute thing going. Right. And then like when they hit the teens, they, they're like. Smarter. They're self-sufficient. Yeah. They're, they're able to be on their own. When right? they're like seven, eight, it's just unbearable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So speaking of Sam, we're not going to talk about how annoying he is here. We're going to talk about something else. Sure. <laughs> Technically, if you think about it, Sam is the hero of this movie. Yes. Okay. Why do you think they made him the hero instead of Amelia? Why would they make this annoying piece of shit <laughs> top ten the worst hero? anime because, protagonist like, of all time? <laughs> you can see him as the victim. Like he's seven years old. He's a he's a little boy. <laughs> Mom, she's my shit. Uh, dad's dead. Like you can see why he, he, like he can be like seen as the victim. Okay, and so he need to retro, like rectify that whole situation and becoming the hero. Yes. Okay. I. Ooh. I don't know. It's just I hate the kid so much. It's hard for me to say good things about him. But I, I okay, yeah, he's he's very annoying the entire movie. But he does have a redeeming. Yeah, like, he does have I, a redeeming factor there. I understand that, like him saving her from the Babadook. That's like his, that's him, I hate saying this because it's kind of fucked up, but like that's him like making up for okay. like everything that happened in my eyes. Because like all this happened because of him, right? Right. And so him saving his mom from the Duck from her grief, quote unquote, uh, is is like him redeeming himself. It's like a full circle type the thing. The whole time, he has, like, good intentions. You see he's trying. Like, he doesn't be the annoying kid. Like, he <laughs> tries. Right. He doesn't want to be that annoying kid. He just is because that's all he knows. He knows. He doesn't know any different. Um, 
And that's why I don't think... Do you think that Amelia could have been our hero? Or was it always destined for her to be... Technically, she's the she's kind of the antagonist of this film. I think I think she's like an antihero. Okay, she's like Deadpool. The whole yeah, she's the Deadpool of this film. Just not like, as funny. Yeah, because this whole film, like, she's trying. She's got that like single mom power. Going I can't on. feel bad for the woman who hates her son. I mean, okay. Well, she doesn't hate him entirely because remember, her we'll sister even says mom. her sister even says that she hates Sam. And that offends Amelia at the birthday party. Yeah. yeah. So there is resentment towards him, but I wouldn't say it's hatred towards him. Okay, I, I give you that. But, yeah. Because like she's just tired, man. Oh, she's she's, she's hella tired. She's so tired. It's like because in every single scene where like the kid goes to sleep, she stays up and watches TV for until like the she morning. She goes to sleep. Bad shit happens. Yeah, and so in my eyes, she's like an antihero because she's really trying. You know, she's trying to be that, like, single strong mom and all, and then it just breaks her. So there's point. effort there, but then she obviously, you know, it's 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 almost like the, the conjuring to it. where um, the mom in that movie gets possessed. Yeah. So she's trying her best, but then when she gets possessed overall, the grief or the Duke finally overtakes her. Is um, it Baba she, Duke or is it Baba Duck? Duck. They say Duck. I think it's Duck. Baba Duck. Baba, Baba Duck. Baba Duke. Baba Duke. I always say Baba Duke. I don't know. Baba Duke. Although Baba Duke would make sense for what we're going to talk about here in a minute. Um, oh, is it like a translation thing? Is it like... Uh, no, actually, you know what? Screw it. Let's talk about it now. Oh, Ooh. Baba Duck coming to a theater so, you. Yes. <laughs> this movie, I don't know if you guys remember, a couple years ago, it got put on... It was on Netflix. Yep. There was a meme that came out. It got put on the <laughs> LGBTQ section of Netflix. And it became... The Baba Duke became a pride symbol. <laughs> Do you remember this? Wait, I remember that. Yeah. How? I remember that. And it was the Baba Shook. Oh. <laughs> okay. It it, Baba it was Shook, the LGBTQ community took this character and turned him into a symbol of pride. And I love it. I think it I, was fantastic. I love it, but I know yeah. that's not the intention. <laughs> the, the, the director even loved it. She was talking in one of the interviews she had. She was quoted saying, um, that I kind of revived the character, and she was like, I should have known that bastard wouldn't let himself die out that easily. <laughs> I don't know. The internet's weird, man. The internet's a weird place, but I, weird. I love the fact that that happened. They got this pasty insect man to be the the face of the LGBTQ plus I mean, community. we have Bill Cosby as a black man, so I mean, we can't, what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's, you, anybody can, oh, listen, what I'm saying is anybody can be... The mascot a murderer for anybody. <laughs> oh, he wasn't a murderer. He was a rapist. I'm saying, though, anybody <laughs> can be the mascot. We got Oprah. Okay. Oprah's we, way better than Bill Cosby. I know, but I'm just That's saying. That's like two whole different leagues. <laughs> That's I'm saying. Like, different in the spectrum there. Let's go ahead and just jump to the end now. Let's talk about this ending because Ooh. I have a lot to say about this ending. You said you had a lot to say about the ending I have here. I so much to say about this ending. So okay. Much. So the movie ends... They vanquish the Babadook. Vanquished. They vanquish they him. They Gandalf this Babadook. But then she goes out into the garden, gathers up some earthworms. Some, some worms for the for the duck. Takes them downstairs <laughs> and feeds the monster. This Babadook <laughs> is a new Bugsy. It's and like then, a pet. They have him downstairs as a pet. I. They can never move. No. Can you imagine showing the house around and be like, this is the living room. But what this if it is, follows him, though? See... That'd just be a hindrance. I would just, just not, I just not feed him. Let him starve. So see, <laughs> I want your take on the ending. What? Okay, so again, we're analyzing and discussing here. Analyze, what do you think the ending of this movie meant? I think the ending of this movie is... You can beat grief. 
it's it's a thing where like you always have to carry your grief, right? Which I completely get, but at the same time, again, they acknowledge the fact that this creature exists because she's feeding him every day. Worms. <laughs> yeah, he's she's feeding him worms. Right. Like a creature that feeds on fear through the entire movie can also be sustained by worms. Apparently, obviously, you don't know that. It's uh, literally in the handbook. <laughs> and um, you also get to see where like she's not. She's like gradually getting less afraid of him. The more she goes, she's down. not afraid of him anymore. And so but, I think well, that's, like, like he still started, startles her, right? You know, and so I think that's kind of the whole point. There is that what you said and what you said, you can get over your grief, but it stays with you, and you gradually just get less and less afraid of it. You gradually yeah. just have to, you have to accept the fact that it's there, it. but it doesn't I got it. leave. I got it. I got it. Okay. You don't ever get over grief. You just get used to it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He got it. He got he nailed it. Nail on the head. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, so overall, like give me this shit. I, we're not gonna we're not gonna end this just yet, but like overall let's talk about you talked about where you would place the Babadook on a scale for monsters. What would you rate this movie overall? Oh god. I'm, on on like a on like a five like a, out of five. Um, out of five, I'd probably rate it a two. A two out of five? Yeah. The movie? I, I, it wasn't a one, that's for sure. Okay, let me see. It kept me guessing. I liked it. I liked that part. I liked the metaphor. I liked yeah. the keeping me guessing part, but then it just I'd got... i give it the, like, the, 2.3? Yeah, because if it wasn't for the kid. I would the give kid it in, a 2.5. The kid 2. in the part where he just starts getting Professor X around the room. It just made me mad because they just threw away this whole... To me, they threw away this whole like dynamic that they were building up for. How so? Because the whole time, the the hook, okay, of this movie is that it could be her or it could be a monster. It could go either way. And then this kid, the moment when that kid just gets yanked up those stairs. You keep coming back to this moment of that. Yeah, because that's the that's the moment where I was like this is bullshit. Okay. When, <laughs> Pinnacle when of bullshit. His feet don't touch the fucking ground going up those stairs. Okay. Cuz then you're like, okay, a monster exists. A monster canonly exists. Cool. Okay. Thanks for tossing all this out the window. So, in your opinion, that moment right there broke the whole this could be her situation. Yeah. Okay. So if there wasn't an actual monster, then what would you make of all the other stuff that happens to her beforehand? Like the glass in her food or her, like her son having a seizure in the car. Yeah. That's again, that stuff can be explained, explained, you know, like either they did explain the whole seizure thing in the movie. Yeah. Like his, his brain, brain is overheated. overheated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like the the glass, like her son's a little shit. I'm sure he put glass in her food or whatever. But he blames the Babadook. Well, obviously he's blaming the mom. If if I put glass in my mom's food, which I never do that, Wait. I love you, mom. Um, I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, I put glass in your food, mom. I'd be <laughs> like, if, oh, this monster did it. What if Samuel is the Babadook? Uh, oh. Anyway, you gonna, gonna back that up, or you just gonna say some stuff? I was throwing bullshit right now. Okay, so back Anyways. it up. <laughs> but yeah, what what did you think of the ending? So as you as you said, I'm the I host now. the whole analyzing side of things. I do believe, like I said, that it is her 
still tied to her uh, grief, but she is overcoming it. She's getting past it as best she can, but it's constantly going to be there. It's constantly going to haunt her. Um, the Babadook will never leave because she's let it in. She's accepted her grief now. She's gotten over her emotions, but it will always constantly be there in the back of her mind and the back of her basement. <laughs> yeah. What well, I don't get is like how she got rid. Listen, she really got rid of this whole Babadook by screaming. Yeah. Well, and by being stabbed in the leg. Yeah. yeah. By her <laughs> yeah. son just beating the ever loving shit out of her. And then her screaming, go. And he was like, all right. Cool. And if you, it's cool that he's in the, uh, like, uh, it's cool that they put him in the basement because that's where like, his dad's all the demons. Stuff that's like it. It, it had yeah. to have in there. Like, you, yeah, all of her husband's stuff was down there. And if it didn't have in the basement, it wouldn't make sense, right? Yeah. What if the dad's the Babadook? Uh, the, I well, he up. manifests himself as the dad several times, mm. but that's also just because, again, he's playing into her grief. Should it's it's almost like I'm gonna stop talking. Um, <laughs> what, I'm trying to think what movie. It, I don't know. I, this is gonna sound stupid. It's like Harry Potter. It's a boggart to where it comes Harry. up as her biggest fear. Oh, and her yeah. biggest fear is seeing her husband again and seeing yep. him getting de- decapitated. That was brutal. That was. That was Fucking brutal. Insane. That was the last, like, because they really put the budget into that scene. They did. <laughs> because I was like, okay, what's he going to do? Like, just disappear? And all of a sudden, his fucking head just gets sliced in half. And I'm like, oh, shit. They yeah. fucked him up. They fucked this dude up. Okay. Yeah. Like, that's, Absolutely. that's why the monster looks so shitty. They put all the funds. <laughs> all of the budget into, went to cutting the guy's head in half. just slicing this that dude at least in half. <laughs> that was brutal. Um, but it was a cool shot, though. It was a cool shot. Because she was like, don't do this to me. I was like, what's going to happen? <laughs> and I saw what happened. What would you... I want to know, because you keep asking us these questions. I yeah, ask what, me yeah, questions. Yeah. What What would you rate this movie? One out of five. One out of five, I, I agree with you. I, I think this movie would be like a solid two and a half for yeah. me. I think... I don't hate this movie, there are things that could watch been, it again. It okay. So here's the thing. I think this movie is so critically acclaimed because of how it's shot in this, in the symbolism and the metaphors yep. in it. I feel like if this was just a straight up monster movie, this movie would be trashed. Oh yeah. But because of the fact that we can do what we're doing right now and tearing it apart, um, I believe that's why this movie is so critically acclaimed. Yeah. Nothing and the acting's fin- fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I think the acting's great. Uh, I think the writing's great. But there's nothing really that stands out in this movie in my mind other than the fact that it is a giant metaphor for grief set to a monster movie. Yeah. Um, what f- follow-up question? Okay. The follow-up question. Because I'm the host now. Welcome to Chase Ugrich's Halloween All Year Podcast. Do you think it was a monster or do you think it was her? Like, do I think the Babadook was actually real? Yeah. Three. Yes and no. I knew you were going to say that. If that makes sense. <laughs> I knew that was going to be a bullshit answer. answer. Um, I believe bullshit. that he does not exist in a physical sense, only in a mental sense. Metaphorically? Metaphorically, yeah. I don't believe that there was actually a physical monster anywhere in this film. I believe it was all manifested in her head and in her son's head. Like Nightmare on Elm Street. Because it's almost... Like Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Although he was an actual physical thing. He no, was, he was in their dreams. But he also was he would fuck you a up physical being. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, but I believe here, this is almost kind of like Munchausen Syndrome. Do you, yep. know, do you know what that is? Vaguely. Munchausen Syndrome is basically when you are a parent, you uh, make your kid feel like they're sick. You, you push a sickness onto them and make them sick, even yep. though they're not actually sick. So I believe this is almost like Munchausen by proxy to where... She believes in this demon. She believes in this Babadook. And so her son, therefore, also has to believe in it. 
Well, he's young, so like he's very impressionable. He be- exactly, he believed first, but you see, he's okay, young. but you see a scary book when you're a kid. You see scary pictures, and you're gonna think that thing's gonna be following you around regardless. That's true. My first and his was- mom fed into that fear. She continued to bring that book up and talk about it. If I had so, a son that can make crossbows out of household appliances, <laughs> I wouldn't be scared of anything. See, when I was younger, my first horror movie was Scream 2, and I had so many bad dreams about it for no reason. For yeah. no reason. Well, I mean, Scream, Ghostface is kind of terrifying. I know, but like, like, saying like I was easily impressionable. At least the look of him is terrifying. Yeah, I, was, I was easily impressionable. But if, like, if my house got robbed, I wouldn't even get out of bed. I just let my kid walk in there with his back catapult and just <laughs> fuck that dude up. If your kid was Sam and he could make if, my, if I had stuff, Sam yeah. as a kid, I wouldn't be scared of anything. Yeah, oh yeah, she would be sitting there at night chilling, hear noises and shit, and you'd be like, Oh, time to go to bed. You, ah. you just hear like like Peter Pattern of a boogler and then you just hear <gasps> Oh, Chase is just like, yeah, house getting broken in. Don't worry, my kid got it though. <laughs> my seven-year-old child <laughs> is taking care of me. Don't worry, this got man. This. Sam, can you handle the business, please? <laughs> I got you, mom. <laughs> All right, Come so here, bitch. <laughs> final Freeze. final thoughts, impressions of the movie, real quick. For move to the next segment. Any um, last thing you'd like to say? No one gave a fuck about the mom. Like no one. Like like no one cared about her problems at all. Okay. Well, the grandma, the old oh, lady. Yeah, the, oh, the old lady was a bean. What was her name, like Gracie yeah. or something? I don't I don't know. I don't remember what her name was off the top of my head. She but was like, a bean. Even her sister didn't give a fuck about her own problems. Her sister did not care about her, no. Her sister, is, a, oh her sister is obviously a, awful very person. much an antithesis to her because yep. she's got this perfect life and perfect family. And then Amelia's like, Your son's I'm weird. sad all the time. <laughs> Yet still... After deliberately making the sister the character that you're not supposed to like, the kid is still the most unliked character in that like film. Like I said, when he fucked his cousin up, justified. Yeah, that was sick. He literally was like, was your sick. dad died because he didn't want you. And he oh. was like, bitch, pop. <laughs> and he said, but she Broken kept nose. <laughs> Broken nose in two places, bitch. How you like that? No All right. cap. So... <laughs> this podcast is called The Final Girl Podcast. And so what that means is we like to throw a special nod to The Final Girl of this movie. There really isn't a final girl in this film, mm-hmm. except for Amelia. Yeah. So you said no one gives a shit about the mom. We're going to talk about the mom right now. All right. Okay. So, Julian, I'm just going to start with you. Tell me your thoughts of the mom in this film. Tell me your thoughts about Amelia as the final girl. Where does she rank amongst the other final girls in horror movies? Okay. Does she do justice to the final so, girl trope? She does. I say she gives justice because like, like other final girls did not quit. Did not give up. Like, no matter what happened, she's like, I'm not dying in this house. Fuck Her will no. never broke, right? Yeah. No, will never broke. But at the same time, she was the problem. And usually Final Girls aren't the problem. Okay. <laughs> All right, Chase? I think Sam is more of a final girl than Amelia is. Because, because one of the tropes of, like, a final girl is that they start, like, combating the villain and end up reigning victorious and surviving. Sam was the only one that was really going ham. He fought the Babadook and his On mom. the Babadook. Well, Amelia combats in there at the end. She just screams at him. Exactly. The, Sam stabs her. Stabs but, the Babadook. But also, too, her screaming at him, is that not her confronting her demons eventually at the that end? That is. And taking but stands? it's not characteristic of the trope. You know okay. what I'm saying? So like, you're saying that Sam's more our final girl than Amelia is Yes, this? 100%. Okay. Listen, when 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 she was like, "There's no such thing as the Babadook," like that thing's not real. He was like, "Listen, mom, 
when that thing comes around, you're him, dumb. I'm gonna fuck it up. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck it up, mom. Just watch. He was not scared. He was gonna fuck it up. He was scared. <laughs> it was weird because he kept switching between being scared and not being scared, and that he he yeah. did do that a lot. He was like, oh no, I'm terrified, but no, now I got my rock launcher and my crossbow <laughs> that I made. He's like, I'm armed. <laughs> I'm strapped. That kid Here we go. That kid definitely watched Home Alone. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> At like one point in his life, he definitely watched Home Alone. Well, with all the like, traps he set up, there's no way he didn't. I know. He even tied her up in the basement. I know. And beat okay. her. Really <laughs> knocked her the fuck out. I was ready. The first time I watched that movie and like it cut to her being tied up on the floor, I was ready for him to like just like get over top Did of her with a knife. Her? And just probably just kill her. I was ready for that. I was what? ready for. I was ready for Sam just to get on top of her with the knife and just right through the heart. So that's the end of the movie, right there. Sam just, just like kills roll his mom. credits. CPS comes and it's like, "What has happened here? Mom. You just murdered your mom in cold blood." No, was, it was a monster. I swear. I was ready for that to happen the first time I watched this movie. See, I, actually, that would have been. Uh, Chase doing something. That would have been, been a good. <laughs> Let's ending. rewrite the Baba. <laughs> he would write the like, ending just to where Sam kills her in the end. All Sam had to say was, "Mom." You're the monster. Kills her. Boom. Just no. He just so, walks up. He just walks up with a Glock. Yeah. Fucking like side side hold it. Like gangster holds it. Where did and racism? There we go. And he's right. just. I didn't, what? I don't know. I'm just. He just pulls up. That he just I had to. He just walks up with the Glock and is like, "Your time's over, Baba Duck." And just like pops her right there. Or should I say? So what Baba impact? Bitch. <laughs> More like a Baba bitch. Pop. What impact would that have had on the film if that had happened? I mean, like, you would have known that there was no monster. Would that have made the the film better for you if that had happened? I feel like if something like that, like, if if someone admitted to being the monster, then yes, it would be better. If that happened, it would appeal to more of a general audience, but we wouldn't be talking about it at this podcast. Right. I I agree with you there. I think if that had happened, it would have kind of retconned all of the grief metaphor we've had so far. This movie is... With Sam being our hero and possibly final girl, this movie's not about him. It's about Amelia coming to terms with her grief. And if he had killed her in that moment, she would never have come to terms with her grief and there wouldn't have been a resolution and we would have lost everything. I feel like that would have really retconned the entire movie and thrown it out the window. Been very redundant. 100% true. Still would have been sick. Would have been sick. <laughs> Still would have ruined the movie, though. If, if you watch, like, the husband get decapitated and you're like, oh, that's the most metal part of this movie. And uh, then fucking Sam just walks up with a, yeah, with a Sam kills mom with piece of redundant. iron and just slugs his mom. <laughs> That'd be redundant. the sickest thing. <laughs> All right. So real quick, um, we're going to just so I, I, I agree with your statement that Sam might be the final girl here. But we're going to say Amelia is the final girl. Fine. On an S tier, okay. again, where would you rank her for final girls? Oh, How's she tier go again? It's like S, S to F. S A S being the best. A B C I know, D. I know F. you're seeing Fs and just Fs. Oh, no, but why but, uh, is S the best for super? It's that's yeah. just how tier lists work. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. You ever played Smash? You look up the tier list. So wait, for him? give it to me again. It's S what? S A B C D E F. Okay. All right. I give her a D. Wouldn't give her F. I give her a D. I give her. A, I'd give her a C, not a C plus, not a C minus. Just a straight C. C. See, I actually agree with Julian on this one. I'd say she's D tier because she is strong-willed, but overall, I I kind of agree with you more that Sam is like more of the final girl than Amelia is. Sam's more like a C plus final girl. If we were to rank Sam on the final girl scale, it would be, yeah, high C, low B, because he is the one who has the smarts eventually at the end to come back and combat this whole thing. And without him, he she would have been possessed. She would have been possessed the entire time and Everyone never come out dead. of that. So, all right. So that ends our discussion of the Babadook. 
Thank you guys for your discussion. Woo, but let's before go we're done, oh, we're not wait. done yet. Wait, we got pizza? We're going to introduce a new segment to the Final Girl What's Podcast. What's that? A stripper walking in. Oh, oh cocaine. Yes. Michael, put your clothes back on. <laughs> um, no, we're going to play a game. Okay. I okay. like games. This is a game they like to call. It's a game called Fuck Up Your Mom with Household Weapons. No. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this game is called Hot Pepper Trivia. Okay. 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 All right. If you guys haven't noticed, back here behind me, I've had three tacos chilling. Oh, I like this. Uh, this is about to get. Oh, can I, I have I have three soft tacos from Taco Bell. Okay. One of them's a normal taco. Yeah. Okay. Two of them have serrano peppers in them. Sick. I couldn't find habaneros. This can I get some fun. milk? So, <laughs> what I'm going to do oh, fuck, is fuck, I'm going fuck. to ask you each a general trivia question of horror. It does okay. not have to relate to the Baba Duke. It's just going to be a horror trivia question. Okay. If you get it right. You get to pick a taco. Okay. Actually, no. Let me change this. You get it right. <laughs> you get to pick which taco I eat. Okay. You get it wrong. I give you a taco. I don't know which ones they are. I've mixed them up. I swear I have no idea what they okay. are. Okay. Ryan's cheating. I trust you. I trust you. Okay. I don't trust anyone. anyone. No. no. So, <laughs> you guys can collaborate on this because you guys are in oh. this together. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Teamwork. Let's do this. So, this is just a general movie trivia question for horror. And I feel like it's going to be pretty what easy. I feel like you guys are going to get this one. Okay. Who's the villain in Friday the 13th? <laughs> so. The mom. Yeah. Unless you talk about Here's your question. One. Okay. In the movie Psycho. Uh, oh. Uh, oh, I haven't uh, watched that movie in a minute. Okay. Damn. In the movie Psycho, <laughs> what is used for blood in the shower scene? It's, it's, it's maple syrup. Wait, wait, wait. Psycho's like, like. Or oh, is it chocolate syrup? Johnny, Is right? it chocolate syrup? That or is is it not, <laughs> no, that's the no, shining. That's, I'm so stupid. You're thinking it's <laughs> wait, the shower it's one. It's definitely chocolate syrup. It's chocolate syrup. It is chocolate syrup. Yes! <laughs> eat shit, Ryan. All right, so here's the deal. You guys now get to pick which taco I eat, and you guys get the other ones. <clears throat> Give him that one. Very far right. Why are you smelling it? Yeah, this one. Okay, so here. So you guys now, oh. which one do you guys want? Okay. All right, go. great. So let's open up our tacos. Are you we, cannot look at it. Take sponsored? a big old bite. Are we sponsored by We're Taco Bell? We're not sponsored Bell? by Taco Bell. Are you sure? <laughs> Taco up, Bell, hit us up. Take a big old bite. I have a pepper in mine. <laughs> oh, I hope I don't. Oh, no. I got... You got two. I got two. It's oh, not that bad. No, it kicked you. I'm good. I think I just got half one. Let me go back in. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, I see that pepper oh. in there now. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm. Y'all suck. Mm. Mm. Hey, good, but oh, it's yeah. oh man, it's spicy. Oh yeah, Chase <laughs> is just like I don't care. Oh, Julian, you are the winner of hot pepper trivia because mm. you did not get uh, a pepper. Oh god, yeah, that's spicy. That's some good stuff, pussies. I was raised in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Texas? All oh, righty. Yeah, so. Thank you guys for being on the Final Girl podcast. I do appreciate I'm it. So this sober. is raising the heat in my mouth is raising right now. That's a that's a good pepper. I'm having a good time. I'm glad you guys have fun. So now's the time for you guys to plug whatever you want to plug. Chase, I'll start with you. Do you have where can people find you on the internet? Um, if you're looking for me on the internet, you should follow my band's Instagram page, uh, at official glassbirds. About to drop a single. It's whatever. Um, trying uh, trying to be the next Harry Styles. Uh, whoa. Harry Styles is not red. Um, <laughs> see, I don't really have like I don't have nothing special, but my man Kevin, who does, you know, <laughs> he does, <laughs> he does editing, he does filming, he's really good at that shit. Hit him up, Eternal K Productions. That is Eternal K Productions. 
All right, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. If you're looking for more Final Girl Podcast stuff, you can find us on Facebook, uh, the Final Girl Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Final Girl Podcast. Uh, we'll be coming to you more with more stuff later. You guys can find us at, but for right now, that's all we have for social media. We do appreciate you all listening. I appreciate you guys being on the show today. I'll miss you. If this gets 10,000 uh, streams, Ryan Turner is going to enter the Pain Olympics. No, no, I will not. That's canon. <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys so much for being with us. Thank, thank you all you. for listening. We'll see you guys later. Later.